Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Knowledge with Homage. I am your host, David Castle. Today is the 17th of September, 2020. And I'm coming at you from Carson City, Nevada, where it is very, very smoky because California is burning down and so is Oregon. What is causing these fires? I don't know. Is it climate change? I don't think so. I think the weather is controlled because there is much documentation in existence which proves that. And it comes from the U.S. government and from the Air Force and all of that. They've been controlling the weather for a long, long time, manipulating the jet stream through their ionospheric heaters, spraying the sky, seeding the clouds, manipulating the atmosphere. Doing all kinds of crazy stuff. They can make it rain. They can make a drought. They can dry out the soil, make the plants die, make them more susceptible to fires. Poor regulation is also to blame. And who knows what else? Maybe directed energy weapons. You know, they're just zapping certain towns just like they did to paradise, just like what happened on 9-11. But who knows? I, I don't know. I'm just here breathing in the smoke I got home yesterday, I went on a trip, I I was a good nephew, I helped my aunt move all her stuff to Austin, Texas, so we drove all the way from here to Austin, took three days, it was crazy, I drove a U-Haul, it was kind of fucked, it was alright though, I don't mind driving, just got to hang out, listen to music, listen to some podcasts, and check out the country, check out the countryside, I like doing that kind of stuff. Uh, They're going through the same bullshit that I'm going through over here, and I'm sure you are as well, to various extents, as far as this coronavirus thing goes. We're about six months into it now, six or seven months, and it really doesn't show any signs of letting up, which is a shame. I know somebody who recently got out of prison. Uh, He was in there for a few years. And I was talking to him, and he was explaining to me his experience of going to the gas station. He said, I was standing in line. We're all standing in our little circle stickers on the ground, socially distanced. Everybody's wearing their mask. Nobody's really looking at each other. And he's like, dude, I felt like I was back in prison. You know, I felt like I left prison and just went back into another prison. And I thought about that, and... That's a pretty powerful thing to say and is very telling of where we are as a society, as a world, as a country, as a hum- as the human race, whatever. <laughs> we're, we're, on a, we're on the lockdown and we're, we're all in prison. And it's pretty crazy. It's a mind prison. This whole COVID-19 thing, it's a big psychological operation and it's really crazy to be privy to that and understand that that is what's happening and then to look around and see the people around you taking it so seriously and being manipulated and uh, having their mind controlled. So I think collectively there's a lot of anxiety going on, a lot of frustration and anger. So many people have lost their jobs and uh, had their businesses go under because they were not allowed to do business. Which is frustrating. Life has just totally been flipped upside down, and people don't like that. So we're we're living in really incredible times, and uh, 
you know, you're you're going through it. You're you're experiencing history, and you should be paying attention to what's happening because, um, what what they write in the history books that's the approved version of history. We're all living through history, and your individual experience is important. And to document that and realize what's happening is is important because that's 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 the real history. That's what matters. It doesn't matter what they the king sees shit you know from his perspective what he thinks about stuff uh the the way that you're experiencing this time is history we're we're going through it so it's not a bad idea to write things down how you're feeling what you're experiencing the changes that you're going through because 50 years from now even 20 or 10 years from now things are going to be a lot different and people are going to be looking back and and wondering what happened or you know in your grandkids times if you do choose to have kids, which a lot of people aren't. But assuming you do and you have somebody to pass on this history to, uh, your perspective of this historical moment in time is important. So you should be talking about it and paying attention to what's going on because we are going through some some big, big changes. Now, as I said, I uh, drove all the way to Texas. It was a long-ass drive. It was fucking crazy. Before that, man, I've been I've been going through some some crazy stuff, man, in my life. Uh man, what has happened lately? I saved the guy from drowning at Lake Tahoe. It was this Mexican dude. He was swimming where he shouldn't have been swimming. He didn't know how to swim. He's just doggy paddling. He's about to sink. And I'm sitting there on a rock out in the lake, soaking up the rays, and I see this guy trying to swim towards me, and I'm like, what is this guy doing? He doesn't even know how to how to swim at all. What is he doing out here? And he's like looking at me and I could see the panic and the terror in his eyes. And I point to this rock next to him, which is submerged, but Lake Tahoe is so clear you can see everything. So I'm like, dude, there's a rock right there. Go go to that. Take a rest, man. You're going to die. <laughs> and uh, he didn't know what I, what I was saying. And you could tell he couldn't understand me. Uh, he didn't speak English, it turns out. So... I'm I'm looking at this guy and he's just treading water, but you can tell he's trying to swim and trying to move. And I'm like, dude, this guy's not gonna make it. Like, I gotta go save this guy. And I look around and there's nobody else. I mean, there's a lot of other people, but nobody else is paying attention. So it's up to me. I fucking dive in the water like a hero, swim underwater the whole way to him. It's like, you know, 20 yards. I'm an excellent swimmer. In case you guys didn't know this. I did take a lifeguard class. I got kicked out of the class halfway through, but I learned how to swim. So I swam over to the guy, and I'm like, you need some help? And he didn't know what was going on. He saw me, and I could tell in his eyes there was fear, and he needed help. So I grabbed him, and uh, with some effort, swam him to a rock, saved his fucking life. And I was like, you okay, man? I could tell he, he didn't know what I was saying, so I said, Está bien? Are you Okay. And I said, sueño, tengo sueño, tienes sueño, I forget how to say it, but that means, are you tired? <laughs> or that was my attempt at saying that, and he said, yes, muy sueño, si. And the guy was drunk as fuck, and he shouldn't have been swimming, but I saved his life, he would have drowned, so that felt good. That was the first time actually saving someone from drowning, maybe if I would have stuck with the lifeguard thing and not got kicked out of the class, I would have done that more times, but, you know. I knew enough to help the guy, and it kind of made me realize, like, dang, I wish I knew how to do CPR. So, in case you need, but thankfully I didn't have to do that. (laughs) That would have been kind of weird. 
But it doesn't hurt to know. Um, shortly after that, fucking uh, got into a fight. Got into a big fight at the gas station. These kids, dudes walk into the gas station and start freaking out on the attendant. It's the middle of the night. I forget what time it was. It was late. I was in there. I had just walked in. I was going to grab something. Say what up to the, the clerk there. He says, you know, just say, how's it going and shit. And then these dudes walk in, start yelling at the guy, talking about accusing him of stealing their phone. Like The guy was working at the gas station, the attendant. And it looked like they are going to jump this guy or something. So I was, I was like, fucking get the fuck out of here. You know, the guy's telling him to leave. They, don't, they won't leave. So I kind of butt in and tell him to fuck off, get out of here, because they were just being punks, you know. And then uh, they start talking shit to me. Saying all this, all this crazy shit to me, saying fucking come out here and say that. So I did. So I rushed this motherfucker, <laughs> start beating on this dude. All the homies jump in that he's with. I'm alone, so I'm just fighting like four or five dudes. I don't really remember what was going on. It was pretty fucking crazy though. I know I I got them with a bunch of shots though, cause my hands are all fucked up. But definitely got jumped. <laughs> Got worked a little, got hit a bunch of times. There's only so much you can do when you're fighting so many people. I'm not fucking Jack, Jackie Chan or Jet Li. I definitely don't take no shit from anybody. So, yeah, it was crazy. And then uh, my brother was in the car. He's, like, on his phone. He didn't even see what was happening. He looks over and sees me, like, on the ground or something, you know, getting wailed on by these dudes. I don't remember this. And then he runs up, starts fucking knocking dudes out and you know, slapping motherfuckers, it was crazy, and I get up, and I'm ready to fight again, and they all ran off, so, and then we left before the cops came, because I wasn't trying to deal with that shit, fuck the cops, probably would have taken me to jail, but anyways, it was crazy, um, I'm alright, you know, I had a, had a couple bumps and bruises, I'm sure they were pretty fucked up too, needless to say, I'm looking forward to the next time I see these motherfuckers, we'll see what happens, you know, I don't forget about shit like that, but, you know, it happens, um, but I'm fine, I got a little cut on my chin, other than that, you know, it happens, I got a bloody nose, but I always get a bloody nose, I get a bloody nose from nothing, um, and I think with just the tensions being so high, people are just hating on each other, there's more and more fights than ever, I know I've been angry, but you gotta look past that, look on the bright side of things, Everything's going to be all right, maybe. But, you know, another interesting thing was when I drove to Texas, took three days, long, long drive. Gas is really cheap in Texas. It's like a dollar less than it is here. But it's insane to see the, the similarities with everything that's going on. This really is a global thing, and definitely within the United States, but also it's it's global, all the... The regulations, the mask mandates, the social distancing precautions, all the bullshit that they're making us go through that is completely nonsensical, contradictory to what they were saying at the beginning of this whole thing, and uh, it's just bullshit. It's a big mind control operation that we're living through here. It's quite amazing. It's a psychological operation that is meant to break us down, make us mad. Uh, get us to submit to the control system that they have been trying to implement for a long time. Now, we know that they've been lying about what's going on. They've been manipulating the numbers. They've been just doing all this sketchy shit, right? And 
you got to ask yourself, you know, why are they doing this? But on top of that, everybody kind of knows that it's bullshit. For example, when you go into the store or when you go into a restaurant, let's say, uh, you got to be wearing the mask on your way to the table. And then once you get to the table, you get to take your mask off. Like, like all of a sudden, you're no longer at risk of catching this disease. And that's just, it, it doesn't make any sense. It's contradictory. Uh, the CDC came out at the beginning of this saying that we shouldn't be wearing masks. Masks don't do anything. We need to save those for our healthcare providers. And, you know, they're they're not really going to do much to prevent us from getting the disease anyways. Uh, the only reason the healthcare providers and surgeons and whatnot wear these masks is to prevent them from infecting the wound that they're operating on and getting their own germs in it. It doesn't really help or prevent you from breathing in a virus besides the, the holes in the masks are too small. I mean, are they too big? They it'd be like a mosquito uh trying to stop a mosquito with a chain link fence. It just doesn't work. So, we know that they're they're going back on their word, contradicting themselves. They're manipulating the numbers. Uh, most of the people who have died from COVID-19 supposedly had a pre-existing condition, so you could have stage 4 lung cancer and have a week left to live, and if you ever tested positive, for the virus, then they're going to mark you down as a COVID death. And on top of that, you have the tests that they're using, which are, you know, like they had people, there was this African fucking president of this country in Africa who tested motor oil and like a banana and all these, like a dog, these various things that couldn't possibly have COVID-19 and they all came up positive for it. And so it just tells you that it's bullshit. These tests are fraudulent. They're rigged. And they're they're giving a bunch of false positives. Uh, a bunch of people have signed up to get the test and not shown up to the appointment, but still received results in the mail that said that they were positive for the test. So we know they're lying about it. It's just completely flawed and it's fraudulent. And yet we're everyone's still going along with these mandates. Uh, most you know, old people are really really sketched out about this, and and a lot of young people as well. They won't leave the house without the mask. They get mad at people for not wearing the mask, and they insult people who who question the the contradictory, ridiculous things they're making us do, and they act like those people are stupid, they're unintelligent, and they're just bad people in general. And they've totally made this a partisan issue where it's more like Republicans are are not really into the masks. They don't like it. There are a lot of Trump supporters. And then the people who will do anything the government says and just trust the experts in science, these, these um, really vague, arbitrary things, because it's, you know, whatever, whoever has the most money gets to tell you what the science is. Um, you know, that's, that's a Democrat thing. They're all about the masks. They love it. And if you don't wear it, then you don't believe in science and you're just stupid. So they're creating this divide between people. And it's, it's really crazy to see this taking place right before our eyes. Uh, I'm sure you've seen it, you know, within your, your social circle, maybe at work with your friends or, uh, quite possibly with your family. You may have disagreements with them that caused that have caused falling outs. I know a lot of families have been divided over this shit because there's a lot of people who see through the bullshit and a lot of people who are going along with it, and uh, they get mad at you for saying anything different or for trying to think for yourself or ask questions. 
and it just causes problems. It's, it's fragmenting society, and I think this is definitely all part of it. Uh, it's part of that left-right paradigm that that controls us, gives us the illusion of choice. Meanwhile, they maintain control, and they give us these puppets to choose between. We have Joe Biden and Donald Trump. You really think out of a country of 350 million people, these are the two most qualified people to lead us, especially right now in these times? Of course not. Nobody believes that. That would be stupid to believe. Uh, we both know these guys are just like actors. They're figures that have been put out for us. And it doesn't necessarily mean they're the most well-qualified for these positions. But this is what we have to choose between. So it's insulting when you really think about it and realize that shit we have, you know, it's like a, a douche and a piece of shit to choose between. Was that what they did in South Park? It was a, I think it was a douche and a giant piece of shit, giant turd. <laughs> and yeah, that's what we had to choose from. And, uh, you know, that's democracy for you. And to think that we even have a democracy, there's anything Democrat about this system, I think that is untrue. Uh, it's more of a technocracy, a scientific dictatorship, and a fucking tyranny, you know? It's tyranny for sure. But also fascism, because there's a revolving door between the corporations and the government. Uh, companies like Tesla, Apple, Google, they all get these huge incentive incentives to build these giant data centers, these giant factories, uh, where they get billions in subsidies. They don't have to pay any taxes, and they just become rich as hell, you know. And, they, and then they'll try to convince the areas where they come into that they're going to create jobs. They're always low paying. Uh, you know, simple labor jobs that usually aren't going to last. Uh, they're only temporary. You know, you have the part where you manufacture the building, and then a lot of these centers only take a few people to operate them, even though they're some of the biggest uh, buildings in the world. Essentially, what what they're making companies like Google, Apple, uh, Facebook, all these places, which is all you know, covers for the feds for the CIA, for whatever, you know, they're all part of the government, they all work with each other, uh, they're big data centers, and they're essentially just giant flash drives where they keep all of our information, everything you do on the internet, everything you do on Facebook, Google, whatever, it all gets stored and databased and cataloged, and it can be referred to by these intelligence agencies, and it's also used uh, as a marketing tool. That's why Facebook has been so successful because you can pinpoint very, very specific candidates for your product and it's a really effective marketing mechanism. So uh, on top of that, you can create these profiles of people and run simulations and figure out how the public's going to respond to certain things. For example, like this pandemic, like what they did in Event 201 uh, with all those exercises where they simulated beforehand everything that is taking place right now. So obviously this is all planned. It's the pandemic. And if you haven't seen those documentaries, I highly suggest that you do watch them. You can find them on BitChute. Uh, YouTube takes them down, calls them false information. I know I tried to post about it on Instagram. It got totally flagged and said it was false information, even though it was actual news clips you know, from the real news, what they call the real news, mainstream news, and actual clips from Event 201 where they simulated the news broadcasts and they were playing them side by side to show you the similarities and how everything was just completely planned. 
uh, and simulated beforehand. And the reason they could do this and it works so effectively and it's so spot on is because they use our data that they've been collecting on us through the internet, through social media and all of that stuff to see exactly how we're going to respond. They, they know you better than you know you. And that's what the internet was made for. It was created with that purpose in mind to get everybody into the net, into the web, the spider's web. And it's all encoded with these these numbers, www equals 666. In Gematria, W is the 24th letter of the uh, alphabet. 2 plus 4 is 6. So when you reduce it, it's actually 666. Um, that's Gematria. It's a language that you find in the Kabbalah, in Jewish mysticism. And a lot of the events that take place in this world are encoded with uh, different meanings, secret meanings, occult meanings. Because the people who control the world, they're, they're not just these politicians and these, these corporate billionaires who are flaunted before us. And, and th- those guys are just front people for, for the real organization that runs the world, which, which operates behind the shadows. And they are dark occultists. They are Satanists. Um, they're on some other shit. They're on some ancient mystery religions. That's why, you know, a lot of them, uh, they transcend these levels of, of Freemasonry and go beyond the 33rd degree. And they're all part of these weird secret societies that do all kinds of weird rituals, you know, go to Bohemian Grove and, and sacrifice some motherfuckers. And it's a very ancient group that has been doing this for a long time. And it's, uh... You know, they're connected through these bloodlines and stuff. And, you know, you've heard the rumors, the Illuminati shit. That's what's really going on, folks. Um, And we are experiencing a transition period where they're putting us into this new way of living that they designed for us. And what they want is to depopulate the world basically replace all the useless eaters with robots, artificial intelligence, automation, and get rid of the people who who do the service jobs that that a robot could do. Because why do you need all of these people? We're just taking up space. We're we're taking up land and, you know, using up all the resources. So that's why they encourage us not to reproduce, uh, not to have families, and, you know, make the world seem like the world's going to fucking end which is pretty convincing right now considering everything that's happening, but it's all planned and it's it's all made to seem that way. Things could be really, really good if all of this this technology that's hidden from us and all these truths that are that are manipulated and used against us were actually exposed and people understood the true nature of reality and everything that was going on in our existence because life really is a beautiful thing and it could be a lot better than what we're experiencing right now. But the problem is you have this fucked up group of people at the top who is, you know, all their, their shit is, they call it, it's a esoteric, which means it's a secret. It's, it's only known to a few people. And they're keeping the knowledge from us and lying to us. And, and they're using that to control us because knowledge is power. And if people really understood what was actually happening and they were well-educated and uh, look into this, this fringe stuff, the stuff that shouldn't be fringe stuff, it's just the truth, it is what it is, but it's hard to find, so most people will never find it, um, the world would be a lot different place. So, 
right now with this COVID-19 thing, this is the catalyst that is going to allow them to transition into this new control system that they've been talking about for a long time. The New World Order, you know, it's it's not a new thing. It used to be just a conspiracy theory. A lot of people got a lot of shit for talking about it, even though presidents like the Bush presidents, Bush Sr. and Bush Jr., both came and came out and talked about in their big speeches how they were creating a new world order, and a lot of other world leaders have done it as well. And uh, now we're experiencing it. This is a move towards global government, to the technocratic control system, where you know they get to have complete control over your money. You know they're going to do away with cash. Isn't it funny how simultaneously with uh, the COVID nineteen pandemic breakout, all of a sudden there's just a coin shortage too, and we all have to use our cards to pay for things, and everything gets databased and tracked. And eventually what's going to happen is, you know, it's going to move to a different money system where it's all electronically based. And if you do something wrong uh, or if you don't have your vaccine or whatever they tell you to do, and if you don't do it, you just can't buy anything. You can't go to the grocery store. Um, You can't do anything because it takes money to do everything. So if they control the money system and then all of a sudden they say you don't get any money because we're mad at you or you're, you know, you're an asshole, you you don't care about the people around you. You don't care about their health because you didn't get a vaccine. Well, then uh, you're completely dependent on that system. There's no, there's no doing your own thing and 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 shit like that. You're fucked. So this is the system they want. It's a system of complete and total control. Uh, it's often rubbed in our faces with what they're doing. Uh, for example. Classic example, I just moved my mic, I don't know if I'm, am I coming in clearer now? Classic example would be 9-11, we just had the anniversary of that, the 19th anniversary of 9-11, less than a week ago, and that was a a huge transition period as well. I don't think they would be able to do all this COVID-19 shit without having 9-11 to fall back on previously, because 9-11 was used to take away a lot of our rights. Uh, they they passed the Patriot Act, so now the government could just spy on you and do whatever they want, and people would support it because they were so scared and worried and angry about what had happened in New York, about these supposed terrorists taking down the World Trade Center. So we were mad. They also used it as justification to invade the Middle East, went and invaded Afghanistan uh, to take out Al-Qaeda, which they said Osama bin Laden was the founder of, Never mentioning that uh, Osama bin Laden was a CIA asset in the 80s named Tim Osman, who was trained by the CIA to end armed and given a bunch of money to create this rebel group to fight a proxy war with the Soviet Union in Afghanistan. So we're, we're behind all of that. And now this guy just suddenly decides that he hates America, he hates freedom, and he's going to blow up these towers uh, with airplanes because nobody could have ever foresaw airplanes being used as a weapon or being flown into towers. That's that's actually what they said. We never knew that that would happen. How would we know? That's just crazy to think that somebody would do that. When, I mean, <laughs> it's pretty obvious. Like uh, a plane could be a, a pretty effective bomb. Uh, personally, I don't even think there were any planes on 9/11 that flew into these towers. I think it was some sort of like hologram thing. Because um, 
you look at these videos and the the supposed impact of the plane, it just doesn't, it looks totally fake, like some CGI shit. I also think that the towers were taken out with some sort of directed energy weapon, weaponized free energy, as evidenced in Dr. Judy Wood's book, Where Did the Towers Go? She explains in thorough detail everything that happened that day and how it wasn't a traditional collapse with the the levels of floors pancaking on each other. It was more like the towers got turned into dust in midair. It was like a molecular deconstruction, uh, disintegration of these towers where they just fucking turned to dust in midair. Uh, there wasn't enough rubble to account for you know, that large of a structure coming down. There wasn't a big enough seismic impact to account for that much mass hitting the ground. If that much mass did hit the ground, it would have uh, ruptured the bathtub that sits below the World Trade Center complex, which is actually made up of seven buildings, and all seven were destroyed that day. Uh, the most most notable, of course, being the two the twin towers, the the big ass ones. But there's also Tower Seven, which didn't even fall down until later that afternoon. wasn't hit by any plane. It was really fucking big too. It was at least fifty stories, I think, maybe like forty seven. And that shit just fell. All of a sudden that afternoon, even though it wasn't damaged by the towers at all, I mean by the planes, supposed planes, and it just fell down after Larry Silverstein, the owner of the World Trade Center complex, who had just taken out a big insurance policy on those motherfuckers, I think he just acquired the buildings too, uh, so he, he made billions and billions off of that shit, and you know he said to pull it right before they fell, you know, somebody, he's He's heard on camera actually saying pull it, which is a term in uh, construction or real estate or whatever, where that means to demolish the building and do a controlled demolition. So this is what happened on 9-11. The towers disappeared into their own footprints, meaning they didn't really damage any of the surrounding buildings, which is quite amazing. If you've ever been to Manhattan, you know how closely together... uh, all of these buildings are, it's insane, and you could look at these, the two biggest buildings in New York, in Manhattan, they fell down and didn't fuck up any of the, any of the other buildings, when there's like, it just makes no fucking sense, anyways, there's so many obvious inconsistencies with 9-11, whether you're following the paper trail, whether you're looking at the scientific evidence for the supposed collapse, um, any of that, it's all full of holes, if you do any research into it, whatsoever and have an open mind and and you care about the truth then you're going to find that it's we've been lied to uh by the highest levels of government um science academia they're all in on it and they got away with it now we're here 19 years later we're still in iraq uh still fighting wars across the middle east and another thing with 9-11 that uh, a lot of people never talk about is this group called the PNAC Group, which was the project for the New American Century. Uh, notable members include Donald Rumsfeld, Dick Cheney, and the, the Bushes, George Bush Sr. and George Bush Jr. And it was this Washington, D.C.-based think tank where they they wrote an agenda. They wrote a list of countries that they wanted to invade, countries like Afghanistan, Iraq, Iran, Syria, Libya, uh, Yemen, Fuck, what else? All these Middle Eastern countries. And there there were countries that they wanted to overthrow the governments in and go to war with. 
And they needed, they said that they needed a new Pearl Harbor type event in order to justify the invasion of these countries. And right, you know, a couple years later, they have their member, George Bush, becomes president after a highly disputed election between Al Gore. Now, of course, Al Gore went on to promote all of the climate change stuff, so he's totally a part of the agenda. This is all the same group here. All these things are created, all these agendas and movements are controlled by the same group. They're, these narratives, these stories that were given, it, they're all part of the same fucking gang. It's crazy. So <laughs> you don't ever get into that position of a presidential candidate, you know, a big presidential candidate without being part of this group and being just another chess piece, you know, another move in their in their chess game that they have going. So to think there's a difference between Biden and Trump, I mean, yeah, of course, on the on the surface it seems like there is, but there's a whole machine and mechanism behind them that is operating which is really controlling things behind the scenes, and it doesn't matter who becomes president because they're always working for the same group. That's the way the world is really run. People have a tough time accepting that. They want to believe in politics. They want to believe that there's someone there trying to help them. But these politicians, they're just trained liars. Uh, A lot of them actually are actors and took acting classes, and they just do what they're told, and they lie to the public. They smile and wave and put on this nice persona, Meanwhile, they're doing some fucked up shit. And they're just being used, though. There's a whole movement behind the scenes that's really controlling things. So, anyways, going back to 9-11. What happened shortly before that? You had the 2000 election. And, yeah, the two presidential candidates were George Bush, George Bush Jr., George W., and Al Gore. Now... It was a really close race, supposedly, and it had to come down to a recount. And where that recount was, was in Florida. And who was the governor of Florida? Well, George W.'s brother, Jeb. Now, just think about it. So you had George Bush Sr., who was the ex-leader uh, of the CIA. He was the, he was the head of the CIA. Uh, worked closely in the Reagan administration and, you know, all these fucking... He was, he was high up there. And then he goes on to win the presidency and become president. And then his son becomes president too, while his brother is like governor. So it's like, it's obviously a, uh, there's some fucking, uh, ah, what the fuck is the word called? I forget what the word's called, but (laughs) it's where your family controls it. Nepotism. That's the word. There's some obvious nepotism at work here. And uh, we're, we're just supposed to believe that. These guys just got up there through hard work and dedication, and that's the democratic way, and they're just the most qualified to lead. You really fucking believe that when this this family controls everything? <sighs> yeah, obviously that's not true. So they're just, they're the front men. They're part of this group, this secret group or elite group that controls everything. So we don't have... We don't have representatives in the government, you know, even though it's supposed to be a representative democracy, a republic where they represent the people. We have owners. We have rulers. Uh, they're not really leaders. They just tell us what to do. They're owners. So anyways, they, there was a recount in Florida, Jeb Bush's state, and, you know, according to Jeb and his his little cronies there, they got counting ballots. Uh, George W. won, and thank God because they had a big, big plan for the Bush administration. Now, a few months later, 9-11 happened. That was their new 
Pearl Harbor event that they needed to justify everything that they had written in their project for the New American Century document. Now, isn't that convenient that <laughs> exactly what they called for, what they needed, just happened to happen? You know, isn't that, doesn't that raise an eyebrow there? And of course, George W. Bush appointed all these high-level members from the PNAC group into his cabinet, Donald Rumsfeld, Dick Cheney, uh, fuck, who's that other asshole? John Bolton. You know, these, these murders, these people, these people are criminals. They're mass murderers. And they're still running around free. They're rich as fuck. They're even more rich than when they got in there. Obviously, they always are when they come out. And uh, nobody's ever been held accountable. Not the real people, but millions and millions of innocent people have been killed. Uh, Middle Eastern people, you know, lots of Muslims. They got fucking killed and murdered. Innocent people and people who are just defending their homeland. And, you know, they're fighting a war. There is a war over there. That's a fact. And a bunch of Americans, Brits, Australians, you know, the the supposed ally movement. So a bunch of our guys have died and a bunch of their guys have died. Millions of them and thousands of us. And for what? For a lie. You know, the, the 9-11 attacks were a lie. We know it's bullshit. We're still there under that justification. <laughs> and things have gotten worse. We've lost a bunch of our rights because of it. And, you know, ap- shortly after that, after 9-11, you had the anthrax scares. This was within months of 9-11. So the towers came down, and then people started receiving these letters. The you know Senators and stuff started getting these letters with this white powder in them. And then they tested the powder and saw that it was anthrax, or reported as anthrax. And who uses anthrax? Well, Saddam. He, he loves that shit. So they made this connection with him. And uh, prior to that, there was an exercise called dark winter. Maybe it was crimson contagion, one of those things, where they simulated anthrax being being used as a bioweapon in the United States. And, you know, what would happen if, if this took place? How would we respond as a government? And what would these institutions do to combat that? And how's the media going to respond? The same thing that happened with Event 201 before the COVID-19 pandemic. So right before they had this anthrax uh, outbreak, right before, uh, right after 9-11, I think it was, right before that, they simulated the whole thing. Same motherfuckers, Johns Hopkins, the same people who did Event 201. You know, so how do they how do they know this shit right before it happens? Obviously, it's all planned and it's all fake. <sighs> Not saying that people don't really die or that there might really be some sort of bioweapon. Definitely, that's definitely a possibility. But it, the 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 fact of the matter is, it is all planned uh, beforehand for an agenda, for a reason. So we saw this same shit take place like 20 years ago with the whole 9-11 thing, the anthrax scare and all of that. And all of this was used as justification to get us into the Middle East to destabilize that whole region, uh, to invade Iraq. People got rich as fuck off of it because they already had the oil all divvied up between these companies. They had meetings before they even invaded Iraq. They had meetings with these high-level oil executives talking about who's going to get what. You know, you can have this oil field in this part of Iraq, and uh, you can have this one, and, you know, we're going to hook you up and shit. So (laughs) they're all part of the same gang here, and uh, they make out like bandits. Uh, Dick Cheney's company, Halliburton, got hired on to fix all the houses and shit that they blew up after invading Iraq. 
murdering innocent people with depleted uranium bombs that are still causing birth defects to this day. In places like Fallujah, you got babies being born with fucking six arms, a fucking leg coming out of their forehead. And I'm not kidding. This is real. And horrific shit. And yet we're... We're, we invaded them under the justification that like Saddam was a bad guy and he had weapons of mass destruction. He had chemical weapons. So what do we do to help you guys and save these citizens of Iraq from this horrible, tyrannical dictator who has weapons of mass destruction? Well, we, we blow you up with uh, depleted uranium. We blow you up with nuclear bombs and, and kill all these innocent people. Yeah, and uh, you know you're you're congratulated to, for doing that as a as a U.S. veteran as a hero. You know they really play up that that role when in reality it's it's an atrocious thing to do uh, to another person and to another country to organize warfare against them and and blow up all these fucking people and kill them, especially under some bullshit pretense. It's horrific. It's fucked up. So. But it's glorified. You know, you have all these movies that are um, acting like these people are great people. The soldiers. You know, you can't disrespect the soldiers. That's who keeps you safe. They keep us free. And people really believe this shit. And that's the whole Trump movement. They love the soldiers. They love freedom. They love the flag. They love the cops. And this is the, this, the tyrannical system fucking enslaving you. So... 20 years ago, we had all this happen with 9-11, and here we are with COVID-19. It's like part two. And we're falling for it again. I think it's this movement is even bigger than that because this is a global thing. And with the internet, with everybody being all hooked up into the same system and constantly updated multiple times a day through your phone, through TV, through the internet, um, they're able to... To, to do this shit like almost perfect. And most people are falling for it. I mean, look how easy it was to get everyone to wear masks. And even though the numbers, you know, they've come out, the CDC themselves, and said that they've been manipulating the numbers and that far less people have died than what they originally said uh, from COVID-19 itself. You know, a lot some people have died. They're, they're mostly in their 70s and 80s. Um, strictly from the COVID-19 thing as the primary cause. But a majority of the 200,000 people who have supposedly died uh, in this country have had pre-existing conditions and, you know, stage four lung cancer. They got in a fucking car wreck, any number of things. So they obviously didn't die from COVID-19, but as long as they test positive for COVID-19 through this this testing method, which is known to be flawed and give false positives, well, we're going to write you down as a COVID death. So... We know they're cooking the books. And yet people are still going along with what's happening because these authority figures are telling them to do that. And it's fucking crazy, man. I see it taking place with my own family. My mom is works at this place where she's like got to enforce the mask shit. She's got to go around and say, could you please pull your mask up, sir? Could you put your fucking mask on? It's like, oh my God, dude, I feel so bad for her. I feel bad for people who believe this shit and are like going along with it. And it sucks, dude. It's like you're living in a bad movie, like a sci-fi Twilight Zone fucking thing. But this is real life. And on top of that, you can't even see the sky where I'm at. It's so fucking smoky. They're burning down California. And I don't think these fires are natural at all. There's been arsonists who have been caught for burning shit down intentionally. 
And on top of that, you got to take into account how they can control the weather. So if they didn't want these fires to happen, why wouldn't they just make it rain there? We know that they were doing that back at Vietnam. I forget what the exact uh, operation was called, but they, they made it rain. They made it rain for like weeks on end. So they can do this shit. They've had this technology for a long time. But what are they doing? They're making it worse. They're they're making it not rain. They're making it windy. They're making it all fucking dry. Manipulating the jet stream so it completely avoids this area and sends all the precipitation up north. And California doesn't get shit. And for there to be fires in Oregon doesn't even really make sense because that's like a rainforest. It's supposed to rain there a lot. It's a completely different type of forest than it is in California. So none of this shit makes sense, and that's, you know, you look at these entire towns that burnt down, and you see that only structures burnt down, and everything's melted, all the fucking metal is melted, the cars are melted, but the trees are still standing, there's still leaves on the trees, <laughs> so, so this forest fire just somehow missed the forest and only targeted the homes. <sighs> exactly the technology behind this, I'm not quite sure. But I definitely think that directed energy weapons have something to do with it. And I also think that the smart meters could have something to do with it too. Because you got to think about we're all on this same grid, the same electrical system. All of our houses are wired with the same wiring where, you know, if they sent some pulse into it or, or basically made your house into a giant antenna, which is kind of – it's kind of like that. It's so much copper going through the walls and and – you know, the, the smart meter is all hooked up to a larger grid and it's all wireless and stuff. You know, it could be used to basically you send a bunch of fucking energy into that shit and just blow it up. You know, make it catch on fire. Make it get really hot. Or just zap it with an energy weapon. We know they have space-based satellites that have these direct energy weapons. I just saw a video today of like a Pentagon official coming out talking about how Moscow and Beijing have these energy weapons that are based in space. You know, totally shifting the blame from the United States, who obviously has these weapons as well, and they've demonstrated them shooting down fighter jets uh, off of fucking, you know, off of a boat, you know, like an aircraft carrier. They got one of these direct energy weapons mounted to it, and they're shooting down, you know, like F F-16 fighter jets with laser beams. It's fucking nuts, right? And there's videos of planes that are equipped with this technology that are burning holes in cars from miles up in the sky. And, you know, they got it in the satellites too. So it's like, fucking this shit exists and we know it does. And they're, they're using it against us. And it's all happening at the same time as this COVID-19 thing. So it's all planned and we're really getting fucked with hard here. And it's fucking nuts. <laughs> I could go on for days about this. I hope this is making sense. I'm kind of just rambling. I don't really prepare these things. I just kind of talk about what I've been thinking about lately. And uh, going back to my my trip, my little road trip, as I was driving through like New Mexico area, Texas area, they have these billboards that go over the road. And these are where you would see things like Amber Alerts saying, look out for this car. Because they kidnapped a little girl or something. You know, these big signs with the orange letters or the orange balls, orange circle things that light up and, and give you little fucking warnings and shit. Well, on all these uh, signs, you see the same thing. It says, stop spread of COVID-19, wash your hands. So this is the message they're giving to all the motorists out there on the roads. 
And I got to thinking about what that means. You know, what does this phrase mean? Stop spread of COVID-19. So, so let's deconstruct this message here. Uh, stop the spread of COVID-19. Well, what, what that indicates is you're spreading it, you know, and, and it's your responsibility to stop this. And uh, the people are the reason for this whole pandemic because we didn't stop it. You know, we're, we're doing things to promote the transmission of this virus. So it's our fault basically what they're saying. Stop the spread of it. It's your fault. If you just would stop spreading it, then this wouldn't be happening. You know, we could, you could reopen your businesses. You wouldn't have to wear your masks anymore. And if you could only wash your hands, you know, stop spread of COVID-19, wash your hands. So they're indicating that first we're too fucking stupid to know to wash our hands, which is a pretty simple thing. That's something you're taught when you're a small child is that you need to wash your hands. So that's pretty kind of insulting for them to say that to us when you really think about it. Like, who who really needs to be told that? Who's not fucking washing their hands out there? Uh, probably more people than you would think, but I, still, most people know. Even if they don't, they know that they should. Yeah, it's a It goes back thousands of years, probably, you know, washing your hands. At least a couple hundred. Believe it or not... Uh, doctors didn't used to wash their hands, and they were wondering why all these people started dying. Uh, that's a whole other fucking story. I'm not going to get into that. Let me deconstruct this more, though. It says So, yeah, stop spread of COVID-19, wash your hands. So they're indicating that the we're the reason why the virus is spreading, and it's because we're too stupid to wash our hands. We don't even, we're that fucking dumb. So that's what they think of you. They think that you need to be told to wash your hands. Because uh, you're too stupid to know that you should do that anyways. So, so it's kind of funny when you think about it like that. But also think about the the other connotations with us. So they're saying that our hands are dirty. Now what does that mean from like a wise guy perspective? You know, like a saying. If, if you're uh, in the mob, say you're in the mob, the motherfucker comes up to you, big, big fucking Tino or whatever, Gino, I don't know, is that a, is that a mob name? And he says, hey, we got to go get our hands dirty tonight. You, you ready to get your hands dirty, kid? We're going to get our hands dirty. That means you're going to go do some work. You're going to rob someone. You're going to shoot someone. Fucking whatever. You know, burn something down. You're getting your hands dirty. You're doing some criminal shit. Now, with them telling us to wash our hands, is basically saying that our hands are dirty. We got our hands dirty. We're, we're criminals. And we need to wash our hands and keep our hands clean. And also... uh. Being the person who's telling someone else to wash their hands, you're also insinuating that your hands are clean. You already washed your hands, so you're good. And what does that mean? Like, so say a cop comes up to you and accuses you of some crime. You say, no, sir, my hands are clean. What that means is, you know, you didn't do it. <laughs> so it, there's, there's these like double meanings. They're saying that their hands are clean, them being the government, the powers that be, the people who control these fucking signs over the roads. You know, obviously, that's a government. And they're telling all the motorists, all the regular people that their hands are dirty when in reality we know it's quite the opposite. We know the government is lying about all of this COVID-19 shit. They're the ones fucking up the economy and, and creating these huge changes and fucking everything up, flipping everything upside down, and yet they're blaming us for it. <laughs> so it was. I started thinking about this really deeply while I was driving because I had a lot of time to think. And I, I've, I don't think I've heard anyone say this. But the whole wash your hands movement, and you're, if you remember at the beginning of this, you had all these people making these stupid fucking like TikTok videos, <sighs> like actual nurses <laughs> teaching you how to wash your hands, making little songs up about it. And it's like, oh my fucking God. 
kind of insulting to think that they, you assume that I don't know how to wash my hands. It almost makes me not want to wash my hands just because you told me to. I'm still going to, but it kind of pisses me off that you think I don't know to wash my hands. But yeah, I, I definitely think there's a double meaning to this, and there's, you know, I think it's a well-thought-out slogan. I think there's a fucking mind-control aspect to this where it almost makes us accept that we are the reason why this is all happening. And, you know, if we could just wash our hands, if we would just learn how to wash our hands, everything would be okay. And the government's hands are clean, so don't don't take a, a second look at what they're doing. Their hands are clean. They always wash their hands. <laughs> It's just funny. When, meanwhile, they've literally been caught red-handed manipulating the numbers, contradicting things they've said earlier this year regarding the pandemic and all this stuff. So just something interesting that I've noticed. And because it's definitely one of those phrases, these slogans that have been repeated over and over since this thing started, that we need to wash our hands. Another one is social distance and six feet. This whole six feet fucking idea is like was like created by a little kid this little girl who's like 11 or 12 she's the one who came up to came up with it it's based on no science it's based on no facts the idea that a virus is just gonna stop after six feet makes no sense what is it we have a fucking force field that's six feet away from us that where it just stops viruses at that distance like it doesn't make any sense and also you gotta wear a mask while you're standing up in the restaurant but not while you're sitting down it's all these inconsistent contradictory fucking dumb things that they got us doing that are based on nothing but as long as they say it's based on science and that the experts say to do it people are going to go along with it and get mad at anybody who points out how fucking stupid it is and how it doesn't make any sense this is this is the world we're living in and it's really aggravating and and like makes you go crazy as a sane person who actually sees what's going on to have to experience this and to see people around you who are like so brainwashed by it. So it's kind of why I give these talks as a way for me to vent personally, but as a way for you guys to know, you know, if you're on this level, if you're thinking about this shit in this way, that you're not alone. And, uh, you know, there's other people who are noticing this as well. So it might not be a lot of people, but there's a few of us. I think there's more and more every day, but I also think that people are afraid to speak out. I think a lot of people don't like what's the the regulations, obviously, you know, and a lot of people know that it's bullshit, but they're afraid to say anything on social media because they don't want to be ostracized uh, from the people around them. They don't want to be criticized, especially in public. If you're talking to someone privately about something like this, they'll tell you like, yeah, I don't know about these masks. Like, it doesn't really make sense. Like, I think, and I don't know if that many people have really died. I don't even know anyone that's had it, let alone got sick and died from this thing. So I don't know. I kind of feel like we might be being lied to. People will say that in private, but they'll never say it. You know, most will never say it on social media and and put themselves up for that type of scrutiny and to be able to seem, be seen by somebody maybe that they work with or, or a family friend or, you know, a friend because you put yourself out to, you know, public scrutiny at that point. And most people are too cowardly to ever do that, to speak out like that. And that's just a sad fact of how shit is. But, you know, if people don't speak out, then they're just going to keep on going with what they want to do. And it brings us to a really shitty place, basically where everyone dies. (laughs) They want to kill everyone. And uh, that might sound like an over-exaggeration, but it's true. If you look at the Georgia Guidestones, 
talk about how they want to keep the world population uh, in accordance with uh, natural with history. What the fuck is it with nature? Uh, they want to keep it below 500 million people or something, you know. So they they made big ass monuments talking about how they want to kill everybody. And they're expensive too and built mysteriously, like in the middle of the night or something, in a bunch of different languages. So they're legit things, and uh, they come out and say how there's too many of us and they want to get rid of us. And this is all part of it, you know. Ah, but what can you do? Yeah, the um. The wash your hand things, I found that interesting. You can go ahead and tell someone about that and see what they think. I think it's a fucking well thought out slogan and there's like a deeper uh, meaning that's also kind of like making fun of you. It's kind of like a fucking, what do you want to call it? Like they're in the know. It's a, It's like an inside joke among them where they're they're pulling the wool over the eyes of the public and and mocking us. It, it's a it's an effort to mock us. And if you also think about another uh, slogan that's been pushed on us, the social distance thing. That's an interesting one as well. So we're supposed to distance ourselves socially. So we're 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 supposed to not join together. That's the opposite of joining together. We're supposed to be suspicious of one another. We're not supposed to even be a part of society. We're supposed to distance ourselves from it because society is dangerous. Getting together with people and discussing things and hanging out is dangerous. And it's actually, it could actually kill you. It actually probably is. And if you even do want to do that, that makes you a bad person. And it makes, you know, you want to kill grandma at that point. That's, they actually say this. So these, these terms that they use, they're not just randomly chosen. I think these are well thought out. Maybe even if you you take all of our data from the social media fucking databases that they have where everything that's ever done on the, the internet is all cataloged and, and able to be referenced. Maybe you just type something in there and see, hey, what will mind control and freak out the population the most? What what kind of words would be really effective slogans to mind control people? <laughs> and they came out with these ones. Wash your hands. Social distance. Stop the spread. Build back better. Make America great again. It's sad to see how easy how easy it is for um, them to do this, and how how simple it really is. You know, they don't really have to have cops on every corner enforcing this. We we enforce ourselves. Like we 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 watch ourselves, and uh, that's fucking crazy when you think about it. You know, we we like mind control. We like are our own fucking security motherfuckers. I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it. I don't know if this talk is even making sense. I'm just rambling. But in addition to that, I got a couple articles that you guys might find interesting that I could read to you. And then I'm done. So this first one, it's from CNBC, so it's mainstream, you can believe it. And it is Yelp data shows 60% of business closures due to the coronavirus pandemic are now permanent. Some of the key points in this article, so you don't have to read the whole thing, are Yelp on Wednesday released its latest economic impact report revealing business closures across the U.S. are increasing as a result of the coronavirus. 
As of August 31st, 163,635 businesses have indicated on Yelp that they have closed a 23% increase since mid-July. And this is this is only build, uh, businesses that are on Yelp. Not every business is on Yelp. Most of them are, but not all of them. According to Yelp data, permanent closures... God damn it, fucking pop up. I can't even read it now. Uh, according to Yelp data, permanent closures have reached 97,966 businesses representing 60% of closed businesses that won't be reopening. So there's about 100,000 businesses that are completely closed. That's just in the U.S. So, and if you think about it, it's 200,000 deaths. So it's uh, one business for every two deaths, supposedly. They came out and said that the real number for deaths primarily with COVID-19 is the only cause is about 9,000. So if you do the math on that, it's a lot of businesses closed for not so many deaths. Uh, Yelp on Wednesday released its latest economic impact report revealing business closures across the U.S. are increasing as a result of the coronavirus pandemic's economic toll. As of August 31st, 163,735 businesses have indicated on Yelp that they have closed. That's down from the 180,000 that closed at the very beginning of the pandemic. However, it actually shows a 23% increase in the number of closures since mid-July. In addition to monitoring closed businesses, Yelp also takes into account that businesses whose closures have become permanent. Uh, That number has steadily increased throughout the past six months, now reaching 97,966, representing 60% of closed businesses that won't be reopening. Overall, Yelp's data shows that business closures have continued to rise with a 34% increase in permanent closures since our last report in mid-July. Justin Norman, vice president of data science at Yelp, told CNBC. Yelp's September report marks six months since March 1st, the date that the company considers to be the beginning of the business crisis. In order to gather closure data, Yelp monitors changes in business hours or descriptions on its app offering an immediate localized view of the impact the pandemic has had on small businesses. Despite the hard-hit small businesses have certainly taken, we've seen that home, local, professional, and automotive services have been able to withstand the effects of the pandemic better than other industries. Yeah, because if you work from home, you know, you have to stay home, so you can still work from home. Uh, and people need their cars fixed, and, you know, people are going to need professional services like HVAC and, you know, shit like that. So they're fine, but all the the service industry stuff is pretty much fucked. Uh, The data supports the trend that most consumers are choosing to stay home over patronizing establishments physically as home and professional services such as landscapers, contractors, and lawyers see a much lower closure rate than closing clothing stores and even home decor businesses. Auto and towing services also reported a relatively low closure rate. Consumers still need these services, Norman said, Through the rise of virtual consultations and contactless or socially distanced services, these businesses have been particularly resilient during this time. Yeah, lawyers are always going to be in business because people are always going to be getting in trouble by the government. They're always going to be extorting money from you and making it so you need a lawyer. Ah, Throughout the past six months, restaurants, bars, and nightlife venues have been hit the hardest by the restrictions brought by the pandemic. So, you know, the places where you get together and have fun. So the places where life is okay, you know, where, where you get away from the, 
from the the hard things that we got to experience every day in life and you, you get out and you, you get to hang out with your friends and have fun or go out with your girlfriend or you know boyfriend whatever you got uh, these are the places that have closed so uh, throughout the past six months restaurants bars and nightlife venues have been hit the hardest by the restrictions brought by the pandemic 32,109 restaurants have closed as of August 31st the number of restaurants forced to permanently close is slightly above Yelp's total average at 61%. Yelp has also known that businesses already well-suited for takeout, such as pizza places, coffee shops, and delis, are treading water better than other restaurants. The types of restaurants with the highest closures include breakfast and brunch places, sandwich shops, and Mexican restaurants. Not the Mexican restaurants. They're all open in my town. Thank God. Norman noted that policy changes in the coming weeks and months could have an impact on whether these closures on whether these closures turn permanent, the continued rollout of indoor dining, especially in metros like New York City, will be worth watching as it will be critical for businesses to maintain the right balance of practicing social distancing and other responsible safety measures to ensure they can stay open. <sighs> Bars and nightlife venues have also seen a large impact from the pandemic as a business that can't adapt as easily to outdoor dining or takeout, despite being a sector that is six times smaller than restaurants. 6,451 venues have closed, and that'll be a lot of um, your live music venues that are completely fucked. I know a lot of them in Reno are never going to come back, a particular one, Jub Jubs. It's been closed for a long-ass time, dude, and they still got to pay all their bills for that, and they're not making any money. They're not allowed to have any shows. So these these venues that were specifically like orientated to, to doing live music are fucked, and that sucks, dude. Sucks for someone who's a musician. And uh, for someone who's trying to spread that joy to other people, now they don't get to do that. So, kind of fucked. Uh, da, 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 the rate of permanent closures has increased 10% since July and now is sitting at 54%. Retail saw a similar increase in permanent closures since July, rising 10% to a total of 58% indicated permanent. That's out of 30,374 businesses uh, uh, in retail that have closed. The report showed a surprising month-over-month rise in permanent closures for beauty businesses. Since July, about 42% more businesses were indicated as permanently closed. Total closures for the beauty industry sit at 16585 which is a 22% increase since July. So people ain't going to be looking too good. Beauty shops are closed down, man. Queen Latifah, she's struggling. Uh, different states are also false, also facing varying degrees of closures, and perhaps unsurprisingly, Yelp sees a correlation between states with a high number of closures and states with a high unemployment rate. Looking at closures per 1,000 for each state, Hawaii has been hit the hardest, followed by California, Nevada, Arizona, and Washington State. So yeah, my state's fucked. Hawaii's unemployment rate sat at 13, sat at 13% in July, and the state relies heavily on tourism. So does Nevada. Due to the pandemic, these states were greatly impacted by travel restrictions and also face high rates of unemployment, said Norman. These states are also home to the hardest hit metros, including Las Vegas, Honolulu, and several of the largest California urban areas like San Diego, San Francisco, San Jose, and L.A. Yelp has noted discrepancies between large cities where closures are higher and businesses are not faring well and smaller areas, which have proved more forgiving to small businesses. Los Angeles and New York report the highest number of closures. LA has seen 15,000 closures, half of which are permanent, and New York has seen 11,000, with the high rate of 63% reported as permanent. 
and the rent and shit is so high in, in those two cities. That's like, yeah, how could you survive when you're supposed to just have a million, you know, $2 million uh, saved up so you, so you can pay your bills, you know, pay your, your mortgage or your rent or whatever. Because <sighs> it costs a lot there. Meanwhile, we're actually seeing larger metros with fewer closures in the east, including Pittsburgh, Philly, and Baltimore. Ultimately, Yelp's data shows that Main Street is still feeling the economic impact of the pandemic, and many states and areas of business may not see a recovery soon. While it's hard to say when we can expect business closures to stabilize, we've continued to see businesses successfully adapt to these uncertain times over the last six months, thanks to their own hard work, innovation, and local policy changes. Ah, and of course, you know, there's still people out there who will like argue like, oh, they should have done more. They should have closed shit down earlier. More masks. We're all going to die. Mm, pretty ridiculous. And it's all planned. And, you know, they want to destroy the economy. A lot of these jobs that have been lost, they're never coming back. They're going to be replaced with automation and artificial intelligence. Uh, something I always refer back to with this is grocery stores and how they've just made that that huge move to the self-checkout. <laughs> Whereas you used to have a human there who would kind of, you know, scan your items for you, put them in a bag and say hi and smile at you and things like that. Now you just got a computer who pisses you off. <laughs> and this is the future. The future is now. And with that, I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to do these talks a little bit more. Um, maybe have a better structure for them next time. We'll see. If you made it this far, congratulations. Hope you have a good one. Talk to you soon. Peace out. Top of that, you get welfare. 
care Your money's going elsewhere Nobody for hell's mad The system isn't getting better Cause what's true is If our voting made a difference They would never let us do it Dirty money buys power Elections are influenced By the guys who build towers And turn them into ruins The illuminated Have straight evaded Need to fumigate it I pray you wake up to the matrix But you're too sedated The name's David I'm exposing the real 